What's up? Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. My name's Rick Beta, and you can follow along on social media at Rick Beta, R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A, or you can always email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. This is episode 87. I'm on track to hit 100. Let's do this. Hope you're having a good day. So I have to start this episode off with, with the bad, unfortunately. About a week ago, was it, no, it was, yeah, about a week ago we lost Ellen O'Neill, aka the godmother of female pro skateboarding. She passed away. She was born and raised in Southern California, I think San Diego to be exact. But what's cool about her journey, her, her career, she had only been skating for one year before she got sponsored by GNS, Bennett Trucks, and Vans. So way back in the day. I actually think that she... She's probably one of the OGs to wear Nikes, too. So I just figured I'd throw in that, though. But she was a force as well as fearless, okay? There were many times, get this, she was the only girl out of 200 riders at competitions, 200 dudes, and Ellen. That's very impressive. And, and get this, she placed second place in one of those contests as well. 200 guys back in the day. And it was just Ellen. Very impressive. So with that being said, she was, you know, considered, I said she was the godmother of skateboarding. She was considered the greatest woman freestyle of the 70s. And odds are, if you've, you probably have seen a handful of photos over the years. I'm trying to think, well, I mean, especially the, the Hang 10 nose manual. <laughs> yes, I'll repeat. Hang 10 nose manual. And if you tuned in last week, you, you'll know that I it was the manual episode because I talked a lot about manuals, but I did not mention one of those. It's a very difficult trick, and especially at I mean, any speed above, I don't know, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10 miles, and she would do, you, there's a photo of her doing it downhill. Very cool. So I dare you to try one now. I dare you. Maybe Vince said he should uh, do that as one of their challenges. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Not a chance. I know. Don't don't worry. Don't worry. She could even do a trick that was featured in Tony Hawk's Underground. Yeah. I mean, it was originally called the Daffy, and it's really difficult to explain over a podcast with no video. I mean, it's basically a manual using two boards, whereas one board was pointed up, so your heels to the ground, and then the other down, so your toes to the ground. And you're kind of doing like this manual, nose manual thing with two boards. And Tony Hawk's Underground called it the Yeah Right Manual, if you guys have played that. That's where, you know, that trick came from. I'll have to dig it up and, of course, play that game now because now I mentioned that. But, you know, especially in her honor. So, but, you know, that's just a couple of the things that she left as far as her legacy. And you know the old adage, success leaves trails. She provided a great example of that. She placed, you know, top spots in slalom, you know, and I mentioned freestyle contests. Just her prep for those contests, which, I mean, it was, what, three or four weeks of training she did. She skated for, like, three or four hours per day, and she was quoted in saying, the big thing is discipline. Just to get out and spend the hours riding, practice is where it's at, end quote. We talking about practice? Practice? All I have to say is, you know, I miss the days where I could do three or four hour sessions a day back to back multiple times a week. Ah, 
I don't even remember. That's maybe I was 12. Yeah, I'd get wrecked if I skated that much today. And although, you know, she did kick butt in competitions, you know, kicking ass, taking names, she was very vocal in the fact that she actually preferred to to do demos instead. So, you know, avoiding the quote-unquote manufactured pressure to beat everybody. So she was on record for saying that. And something else that kind of stood out for me, which I wanted to mention today. She She had said... That, you know, of course, she'll be skating well into her adult years in her 30s or 40s, you know, on and on. And by the time she was going to she would be older, you know, upon her recent passing, there'd be skate parks everywhere. Check. And that skateboarding would be in the Olympics. Check. So she called that way back in 1976. Crazy, huh? Like 40 plus odd years. But as I as we all know, that makes that whole statement and the postponement of the Olympics sting a little bit more. I mean, sure, Nija, he made that short film about him having to be like another year older, bad acting and all that. But Ellen no longer gets to see it. The timing sucked as far as this year and her passing and then the COVID and all that. So should the Olympics had gone down as scheduled, she would have seeing that dream come true so that just kind of sucks you know i mean it wouldn't have been freestyle or slalom of course in the olympics but just to, to see i mean you get what i'm saying just to, for her to see hey skateboarding made it to the olympics so who knows i mean maybe slalom be down you know i mean in the olympics down the road and i don't know i mean do people i, I know it still exists but do any of you guys slalom let me know how it is because when I was doing just some research for this episode, that's crazy. Going that fast and going in and out of those cones. I know it's very underappreciated, but let me know if any of you guys actually do that or have done that. And what was your, uh, you know, success on it. But of course, I mean, her skating eventually caught the eye of Hollywood, right? As most good things or anything that's, you know, cool and hip, you know, Hollywood takes notice. She was in a she was cast in a small part in Skateboard the movie that was around 1978 and in an episode of Wonder Woman. And I do got to mention I hate to break it to you especially you Wonder Woman fans. Wonder Woman or specifically Linda Carter that version is was a mongo pusher. Yeah. Well, I mean I guess maybe it was her body double but you get what i'm saying she had to take one for the team back in the day there's an episode i'll include it in the show notes <laughs> she was chasing these dudes in a car wonder woman's kind of spun around got a helmet on and just peeped the helmet too that she spins into but she was riding down the street they of course sped it up right and make it look all dramatic but then right after she was about to tackle the guys there's like three or four like legit mongo bushes <laughs> like full stride like so I thought I'd break it to you guys, you know, so I'm bringing the bad news up front. But but what really bummed me out about all my research for this episode is I couldn't find a lot of footage of her, like nothing. I did like a deep search on the interwebs too, like nada, only still images. I mean, I guess if you watch, or maybe I could watch it again, skateboard the movie. I think the last time I watched that was like 30 years ago. I know I've seen it before. I can't remember anything about it. But I wasn't able to find like a single contest clip or anything like that. Outside, of course, there's a, another docu documentary called Skateboard Kings, 
And I can't remember if I've seen that one or not either. So I'll have to revisit those two. But her images will live on forever, though. You've seen them before. Once you do see them, you're going to go, oh, yeah. So that's her. So rest in peace, godmother of skateboarding. You were one inspirational trailblazer back in the day, and your legacy is carried on today. So I just had to say that. Rest in peace. Get some water. Appreciate the little break. Next up, wanted to talk a little bit about Mason Silva. We need to talk. All of us need to, you know. And I know it's co it's coming up at, what, the tail end of October. So, today is October 26th as I record this. You're probably tuning in October, October 27th and beyond. But did Mason Silva just win the Sodi race? And before you overreact or find out what the hell I'm talking about, I, I mean, I consider that's a rhetorical question at this point. But did you guys see his real short video that dropped a couple days ago? That video was flat out ridiculous. And in fact, I think it's the first time I ever laughed out loud while watching a skate video. And I'm not laughing as in like the skater or the crew. They were trying to be funny. Not like, you know, like that. Like I was laughing like... <sighs> It wasn't anything comedic. It was just funny. He made me laugh out loud at how freaking good he is. So ridiculous. I could break down every single trick he busted out in that edit. But, you know, if for some reason you haven't seen it, I won't do that. But go watch it right now. No need to hear from me anymore. Just hit stop. Boom. Peace out, Rick. I'll see you next time. Run. Go watch it now. But if you want to hear some of my thoughts on it, I, here are some tricks that, that had me... LOLing, almost rolling on the floor. I didn't do the RMF. Is that what's RMF? I don't know. Whatever that. You know what? Do people really roll on the floor that much when you laugh? But anyway, here are some tricks that had me laughing out loud. My stomach hurts so badly after watching this. And in fact, now that I think about it, you might be hearing from my lawyer, Mason. That was not cool, man. Don't appreciate that one bit. So checking my notes now, and I'm only at eight seconds in. Eight seconds, his opening trick, an ollie. And not just any ollie, an ollie over steps, and not just down or up step, not up and down steps. Not, it was left and right. So he went over a handrail, you know, because why not, right? <laughs> and just the uneven cement, just that alone would have, like, skaters getting wrecked. That looked so uneven. It had huge cracks. And I bet he probably did that, like, in a couple tries. One, to kind of test the waters. Two, like, yeah, just kind of feel how the landing's going to be. Three, probably stuck it. Four, yeah, all right, cool. How did you do that, Mason? Seriously. Oh, I'm just scratching my head. Next one. You have to pause it at 17 seconds. Not only was this, like, an insane fakey ollie, but it was an insane fakey ollie shifty. And if you're looking at the clip right now, look at how much Mason, like, pays attention to detail most dudes would just do that fakey ollie and then call it a day, right? Nope, he had to tweak his board so it almost kind of aligned with the handrail as he flew over it. Aligned with the handrail and the steps as he floated down. Like a regular ollie, a fakey ollie, that would just not cut it at that spot. It would look it would look weird. And I bet like even Suchu would agree with that. You gotta, you gotta think that spot out. How's it gonna look? He had to tweak that bad boy so much to make it like a picture-perfect op. That was bananas. 
So crazy. And another gut, gut buster for me was the line that started at 31 seconds. Started a, had a buttery back tail to 180 out to switch tray flip to a perfect, perfect switch push. No swango pushes seen there. Not at all. Nope. Look at how perfect that push is. How it was. Perfect. And it set up that cavalarial over the handrail to bank. That, that was the spot. That was the moment I, I lost it. I just started laughing uncontrollably. I think my wife probably was concerned. Even my kids came running into the room. Are you, are, are you okay, Dad? Did, did something happen? Are you, did you lose your mind? Straight up laughing. <laughs> Only because it's like it's not even fair at this point. Not even fair. And then he busts out with a front tail to front lip to fakie at 54 seconds. And you have to appreciate how early he had to ollie up, how high he had to ollie, and how far he traveled to pull off that combo too. Like sliding on that top step and then to go to land fakie. So much. I mean, there was so much going on for that, that trick, those tricks. I mean, do you see what I mean here? If this edit doesn't solidify his Sodi victory, I don't know what to say. I mean, in fact, I am going to go on record and say it now. Go ahead and shut down the Sodi race for 2020. It's no longer valid. It's done. But if he doesn't win, I'll just have to say everyone who voted for him is wrong and needs to seek professional help. Or at least we need to talk. But I, I do have to say this, though, before I get too excited. I'm talking to myself here. I'm getting ahead of myself. Thanks to Drew Dompkis for reminding me. He said, we still have no idea how Sodi Awards are truly given. Like, we don't know what the criteria is or what all that. I was like, oh, that's true. Like, what are the requirements? Is there, the, do you, I'm asking, do you guys know? Who knows? Can, if someone knows, can you tie me into that person or individuals or a group? I mean, is it quality over quantity? Is it quantity and quality like Mason's been doing the last, I don't know, 10 months? Is it having near-death tricks in your part? Is it just favoritism? Seriously, that's a legit question. Is it being like a model of the Thrasher brand and image? I think I have something there. Hmm. But I could argue... Mason had some pretty good, you know, pretty gnarly hammers, and he was rocking a Thrasher hoodie on a cover a few months back as well. I'm not trying to justify my pick. I'm just saying, you guys. But Drew is right. I mean, there is no definition of the requirements of Sodi, at least for us, I know. Like, we've all just kind of dealt with it. Yes, Tiago should have one. You know, Shad should have, I don't know, 20. You know, but that just... We got to find out. We, I, I would love to find out if there's more details on this. So unless I missed a memo somewhere, someone please enlighten me, email me, hit me up on social. So I guess in order for me to attempt to not look like a fool, I guess I'll retract my previous statement and we'll see what the next few months look like. We have, what, two more months and then I'll make my pick. Not <laughs> like my little Borat there. No, I'm sticking with it. You know, no way. Can't do it. Once again, 
congrats to Mason Silva on winning Sodi. I mean, no disrespect to any riders out there. You guys, if you're sitting on footage waiting for your moment to drop it, I say just save it. You missed the boat. Just wait until next year. Just stack those clips. This one is in the can. Game over. We can all go home now. Be sure to tip your waitresses. I mean, if you think about it, though, the folks over at Thrasher should be thanking him right now. They should be on the phone with like, dude, for one, man, it's awesome that you're on Real. You've only been on a few months, and you're just kicking butt. You know, Thebo's happy. Everyone's cool. You know, it's, it's good. Yeah. And now they have one less thing to worry about for the next two months. Check. Just sit back and enjoy the rest of your 2020. So congrats to Mason. Congrats to Real Skateboards. And Mason looks so good on a Real board. I go back and forth. Maybe I need to get a real deck next. I've had my eye on Welcome for the longest time. I want to support the Blacklist. i got so many decks on there, but I think it's time. I think it, makes, I think it worked. This, this real short edit may have convinced me. I think I need a Mason board. Yeah. Sorry, I've, I'm just vocalizing what, what I've been thinking, so that's part of what I do, right? It's a podcast. But that was... It was what a great Sodi run this year. Great Sodi season. It was very short, thanks to Mason, but that was awesome. And it came at a perfect time because honestly, up until this video, I did not, I, I could care less who went, who won Sodi this year, who's going to win Sodi. But until Mason, this he inspired me to and reignited that flame because I just, I just wasn't feeling twenty twenty. I'm like, I kept thinking like, do we even have a Sodi this year? Do we even need it? Why? Or is there a group of skaters that gets it? Or is there one particular? And then I'm like, nope. It's got to be Mason, man. Wow. Very cool. Once again, man. That was great. So if you guys have not seen it, I'll include the link in the show notes. Check it out. Let me know your thoughts. You're probably going to be like, dude, Rick, you're wrong, man. Insert some skater here. We're waiting on this person. I'll be like, that's great. I'm glad you feel that way, but it's Mason. Sorry. I'm shrugging right now. I don't make the rules. That's all I got for this week. Unless you guys want to talk a little bit more about Mason. I could go on and on and on. But I won't. So be sure to tune in next week. Tuesday is the day. I will see you then. Later. <laughs>